0: Hello and welcome to a very special announcement for the movie pitching podcast with a twist
1: slash dupe. Okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll add this to the underneath of it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh,
0: with me, I have my co hosts and regulars, Dan and Ryan.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: Now, due to a variety of uh, behind-the-scenes arguments and uh, issues with creative control, we have had delays. Oh, and writer strikes. What else? There's plenty of reasons why uh, we have probably delayed. Probably
1: s- someone being a sexual deviant.
0: Probably the Britain, but not with us. Somewhere, yeah, no, somewhere yeah, not,
1: somewhere not with somewhere us, else.
2: but Just... why we don't have a guest this week. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: is that? laughs> yes, so. Exactly. Um, we're gonna, we've cancelled our guest, both um, in the sort of uh, classic sense and, and also <laughs> in the modern sense. Um, and for a variety of reasons, we thought that it would be fitting to bring to you at home an episode of Slashdupe that has been delayed, the same as some of the films that you have loved uh, or, or eagerly waited for uh, on the run up to uh, the pandemic. So things like uh, Black Widow, that was one of the films that was delayed. People were looking forward to that. That was the next big Marvel film. Um, everybody, of course, was eagerly awaiting Avatar 2. Do you remember that? And 3 and 4. Those were delayed because was, of the pandemic.
2: Weren't we, weren't we awaiting Avatar 2 for the last decade? <laughs>
0: yeah, we have. I'm fairly sure he announced it before the release of Avatar 1. Um, so those have been delayed for a variety of reasons. But um, Dupe is, is coming to you Delayed. We thought it would be fitting to to have a um, uh, an episode that um, teased you uh, in the run up to our
1: adjudicator episode, which also also up. just an insight into this. This is the earliest we've ever recorded slash dupe. It is time check is nine thirty eight. Um, we're all only one cup of coffee in each. Is it so,
0: obvious? Is it obvious uh, already? <laughs> and I Ryan's normally obviously- have a script. So is speaking for the
2: both for both Ryan and Sean, whereas I have been up since six o'clock with my little one, so this is like midday. Yeah, but still, I was going to say for some
0: people nine thirty-eight is quite late. Um, For me, I wouldn't be to Got my sourdough starter going, you know (laughs) that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So we thought that we would do what all good delays do, and that's they rehash things behind the scenes, don't they, when a film's delayed or. You know, mostly, let's say it's for creative differences. Um, They rejigger things behind the scenes, they'll fire the director, they'll come in, they've got someone who can fit to the deadline. So someone's got to come in and they've got to hammer out the rest of the film to a certain deadline. So usually that's a sort of recycling of the previous work. Our May Day special was the last episode to go out. Um, And in that, we had a a new format, and we're interested in um, hearing if people enjoyed it or not, it might be something that we keep up. Um, let us know in the in the socials. Um, it was a format where we quick-fired uh, a bunch of um, existing titles, uh, existing um, uh, holidays, and tried to come up with our own slash dupes for them. Uh, this time, we're going to rehash that because that's what a good delayed film does. Let's let's think of things like. Oh, man. Also, film, like films that were forced to make their deadlines, even when there were reasons to be delayed, were like Quantum of Solace. Do you remember that? I've got some interesting stories about Quantum of Solace. Maybe we'll have them as Patreon rewards um, for when I met <laughs> the writers, Purvis and Wade. Um, we uh, There are films like, so again, affected by the writer's strike, you have Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. That's the second Transformers, in case anyone's counting. And let's, let's remember that that is possibly one of the worst films ever made. So Quantum Solace is redeemable but I, I hesitate to find a thing that's redeemable about Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So go on. I, I, Ryan looks like he wants to pitch something positive about Revenge of the Fallen and then thought. Well, I was just going to gonna, is, is that
1: does, does that one does that one contain Megan Fox in it? Yes, it still had well, then, at that point it still had Megan at, Fox. At in that it. point it was redeemable.
0: Okay. <laughs> so maybe it was the third one, Dark of the Moon. Um just as a side note I would not have said this if it wasn't 938 we would have moved swiftly on but I think genuinely think that that the that the f- last film in the franchise is the best I'm not talking about Bumblebee either I think the last night is the best of those five and I would argue
1: that it's avant-garde cinema is that, in- is, is it especially with with all the product placement <laughs>
0: yeah that's the best part that's the best part I love to be advertised the, the to after I've the already Bud-wise paid the 25 pounds for a IMAX ticket yeah exactly um all right,
1: well, you put me in my place. Uh, maybe we'll do a Transformers special at some point. Um, and also to, to, to really hammer in the, the fact that we, you know, we support all of our friends who have been in the arts industry, who unfortunately have had gigs that yeah. have been delayed because of um, COVID and everything like that. So to also support that during one of the pitches at some point, we'll just stop because we've had to stop because of COVID and you know, we won't have, to,
2: yeah. won't have to carry on.
0: You're saying we'll go on strike. No, I it, you like, of, it would just be no, like well, in honor it, of
2: at least of the three projects that I've had over the last year that have been greenlit and then cancelled. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we can do that. In I fact, thought you were going to three of mine. Offer that we were going to give done. some
0: money to charity or something. I thought that's what, and I was thinking, <laughs> God, we don't make any money. How are we going to do that?
2: <laughs> all the proceeds from Slash Jeep will go towards <laughs> yes, exactly, struggling artists for this week's ourselves.
0: Um, but no, Ryan is completely right, and um, uh, we thought that we would do an episode that that hopefully would bring some levity to the idea that delayed projects can actually affect. They affect real people, and they've you know they they affect. Uh, the pandemic has affected the arts, um, and we often uh, think we understand of in this country, don't we, with the government and everything, in, in, and they're sort of trailblazing at uh, arts cutting. It, it, you know, there is a and cinemas closing. There's a
1: real. And, and we often think stuff. that, oh, it's only the actors that are affected, but there's hundreds of people behind the scenes that have also been affected by this. By You know, even, even things that are delayed for six months um, can absolutely wreak havoc on people's schedules.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we are obviously going to be supporting them by talking shit into a microphone at 9.30 on a Saturday morning. So
1: of course. let's, change, <laughs> the world, let's change the world, folks. Because if we make at least three people laugh, then we break even and make one more laugh, then we're in profit.
0: <laughs> Is it, do laughs um, put food on the table? I don't know. For I mean, they do. There's literally do. comedians. Yeah, comedians <laughs> get laughs and put food on the table. Um, no, no. So, so, we, so we're going to rehash our previous... Um, episode in classic, delayed and uh, affected style, (coughs) Um, but with a twist. So the new director's come on board and he said, right, I don't want you pitching six ideas each or whatever nonsense you did last time. Um, Let's take that format. Let's take those ideas. Let's just have three really strong ideas per person. So that's what we're going to nail down. We're going to have... Each person is going to pitch three titles of delayed films due to COVID. i also want to just point out that i think that it's fairly appropriate to a delayed product a delayed film that this is probably of a much worse quality than it normally is <laughs> oh and we've got a new we've got a new creative um we've got a new creative voice about to enter the uh, dan's kid is about to uh he's oh wow he's very uh excited and he wants to join in the creative. I wish you could see this. He's yelling at um, he's yelling at Dan. There he is, a producer. He's storming around. He's he's once things changed up.
2: You can see. Oh, now he's trying, trying to appeal right, to. this to he he Doesn't out. want There's Dan new to new Dan. leave. Him. Hang on, okay, hang on. Go, on, go. Luigi's Mansion
1: Three. <laughs> <laughs> he I wants
0: it to be you. Luigi's Mansion There's Three.
1: This
2: thing called the poltergeist goo, and there's a poltergeist that goes.
0: Right.
1: Luigi's in Mario Odyssey, and he's also the main character in Luigi's Mansion. And there's a big fighter ghost called King Boo, and he's
0: the hardest one to fight. That's it, and as quick as he comes, he's a whirlwind, he's given us new ideas, given, his, given us his producer's notes,
2: and then he's off. <laughs> And then he's gone. Mostly,
0: the ideas that we have to pitch today revolve around a retelling of the story for Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gone.
2: Oh yes, he needs some paper. Yes, demands for materials. Demands for materials.
0: <laughs> mm. um, Time he, and materials. We, he does. You know, he knows the budget's short um, and the time's tight. But, but, he so. but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> New he head of the studio. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We could all do with a four-year-old in charge they get stuff done they get stuff that's done. that's
0: true that's true um and most studio heads probably have the same temperament and patience and outlook as a as a three-year-old anyway um so that's fitting so um next time next time we we'll, we will we'll promise this producer a, f- uh, a, a, a film a film down the line in the franchise that is a retelling of uh uh, Luigi's, Mansion Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh, I, I guess yeah. it's in the zeitgeist, isn't it? It's 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 in vogue. It's like he, that's what they want. They go, "Oh, Deadpool did really well. Let's change uh, Justice League to be funny and lighthearted light-hearted, and you know, because we yeah. don't want anything dark anymore." Because Deadpool did really well. So, we, so we have that. Uh, we have that to come uh, with the time when we pitch everyone at home nine ideas based on Luigi's Mansion Three. That's that's an <laughs> upcoming episode. Um <laughs> But yes, as promised, for now uh, we will take some of the most interesting, uh, unique, and exciting titles from uh, the last year, year and a half that have been delayed due to the pandemic. This is this is what happens when films are delayed. They, they end up yeah. usually end up terrible,
2: um, and the people chaos. involved be are great. exhausted. And and <laughs> <laughs> this could be, be, um, be a better example. Could um, be a better example.
0: So I'm going to start by pitching uh, the Slashdup title, Free Guy. Now uh, just a a slight bit of background um, for my first of three, Free Guy, Uh, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, what what film doesn't these days, Um, which is good for him. Um, Free Guy is essentially, and why I'm interested in it as as a film. Um, is that it's one of the first feature films, I think, to to really tackle the idea of being an NPC, right? Which is a non-playable character uh, or a non-player character for anyone that doesn't play video games or, or uh, other sorts of gaming. So, uh, a few films have done this before. Um, the Nines is an interesting experiment by John August, which actually had um, him in it, had Ryan Reynolds in it. Um, but Free Guy is taking the idea of, a, of a, uh, either an, an MMO, a massive multiplayer online game, uh, similar to World of Warcraft, you might have heard of something similar to that, or Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, and it's taking the idea of a character that uh, just goes about his regular routine, um, but in this film he's broken out of that cycle and sort of gains, I guess, a sentience or an autonomy and recognises that he's in a video game. So since Ready Player One and other sorts of things to capture the idea of video games and online play, um in a sort of in a big way uh, free guy seems to be sort of a fun little uh romp uh, from from a very specific video game sort of um angle but we are not going to pitch that to you we're going to take the title <laughs> free guy and we're going to do
1: something completely different with it free guy my log line is i not me right this is the log line mm-hmm. I shall be the first free slave. Oh,
0: that's good. That's more of a tagline. Um, a logline would normally denote sort of like the broad strokes of the thing in a sentence or two. Um, normally it's got the primary, ca- you know this, obviously, primary character, um, sort of their goal or motivation and then sort of a brief idea of the plot or a teaser.
1: Um, even even with my half a logline, it's elicited so much response from you already
2: that, you know, I liked it. it <laughs> I like mine, would, mine would be a comedy um, where a man puts himself on eBay for sale for free. You know, like they do these auctions where you can, like, auction for charity to get someone to like be a cook for the day yes. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He does that every day, but for free wh- wh- on which, eBay or something.
1: Which, now that I think about it, is is. Has some quite they awful roots, isn't it? Like, by it? my idea yeah. and your idea sort of share a similar root, don't they? Which is <laughs> what the idea is, of and slavery is. And it's Orgling for charity, off, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get, parade parade somebody up on stage and then get people in a room to bid on them to do their things for them for a day. It's But n- not to shut on your idea. you expanded
2: <laughs> it like that. That feels horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it
1: does. Mine
0: would have to be a Will Ferrell comedy about. I'm just sort of using that as a broad term because everybody yeah. knows what that means when you say that. Um, a Will Ferrell comedy, but directed by Judd Apatow, so it's four hours long and very serious as yeah, well. Of course, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where Will Ferrell, like, sort of turns his comedy image back around and does, like, a serious work. Like in um, um,
1: Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, yeah. one yes. of his finest works.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. It was one of his little lesser-seen films, definitely. Um, where it's sort of like a... Um, a Julian Assange-type story, or it's or a sort of it's about a whistleblower um, living in an unusual place, and they want to free him. He's like a political prisoner, and his name's Guy, obviously. And it's like free mm. Guy, free Guy. And um, but the p- place he's a political prisoner is the is the source of comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like I haven't really right. figured that out, but it has to be somewhere ludicrous. Oh, it can't like it's airport. it's like the term oh, yeah, tentica. it's not the
1: terminal, but.
2: Yeah, exactly. What did you say, Dan? Uh, Antarctica. So he's... That's where he's... Okay. Yeah, (laughs) because there's no actual... (laughs) No one has actually any claim to it, do they? So, yeah, so he's like yeah. he's just there
0: <laughs> and he can't leave because there's like encampments set up to arrest him if he leaves yeah yeah perfect I love well, it. well he
2: can't leave because he'll die of exposure if he <laughs> yes. gets out into the cold and does I he like, befriend I... is it a
0: little bit like Castaway as well does he sort of befriend a penguin and like and that's his surely best mate surely that's gotta happen yeah. yeah and the penguin is almost like sentient in and a then way, at one
1: point like... the penguin sits on him for warmth isn't it yeah that's quite sweet actually isn't it that's one of the sweet bits of the film Um, I like, I want to, okay, so I like, I think Dan's idea's got legs to mm -hmm. to take, to take the producing point from this. And it would be, I sort of see it, you know, like the way the style of comedy that Yes Man was by, um, that had Jim Carrey in it. Mm. Yeah. I sort
2: of see it like that sort of thing. Um... Yeah, that just works. someone that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, because like that, it seems like a Danny Wallace type of um, shenanigan that he would do. Yeah, that book was brilliant. I read it when I was a younger man, and I actually decided to live by its tenants for a bit. Tried Which to be a were, yes man. If I as remember well.
0: correctly, it's like you just say yes to To say yes to, to, to every offer. Yeah, mm, yeah.
2: How did that work? Um, it, it worked. I mean, it worked out. I was I was a younger man, so it was a little easier yeah. to do. Um, it was it was it was quite fun for a short period of time. And then it moved on to the like the good karma thing where you try and do he create the, the karma club or something where you do something good, want something nice and random act of kindness every mm. day. And um, I think I, I ended up reading both books and just trying to combine both of them <laughs> at the same time, which led well, actually it led to some fun shenanigans. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've read the Yes Man book, but no, it's no. it's beautifully written like it's like, I think Danny Wallace and James A have that same kind of feeling where they they're doing good things they make comedy gold out of seemingly sort of average mm-hmm. encounters yeah but with a heart and like with personality so I'm reading uh, I think I mentioned this in another one I'm reading them um, perfect sound whatever yeah I can highly recommend that yeah yeah and it's as much tragedy as it is comedy that's that's what i was going to that's what
1: i was going to say mm. i reckon it's maybe it could be um a, the guy is like his kids have all gone off to college or or if a university or whatever mm-hmm. and so they he wants to help people like he loved looking after his kids but now they've got yeah. their independence and so he just wants, and his house is already perfectly
2: clean. And he's got all this time and love to yeah. give, and he wants to give it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's
0: really interesting because I cause I, be, I watched a bit of Samurai, Samurai Gourmet, um, and sort of expected it to be terrible, but actually it was, it's like a positive spin on the on a retired um, salary man in Japan. So like a lot of it's quite tragic what can happen to certain salary men after they their sort of purpose as he, as it were ends, but mm-hmm. this guy finds a new lease of life and finds his finds a sort of new type of freedom and it's really positive and lovely so yeah i like yeah. this it's it's almost like a post it's like a film that says it's okay to to find a new purpose so yeah oh i like that it's quite profound let's just hope the producer doesn't come back in and ask us to put gooey in it
2: <laughs> <laughs> he needs to have a goo version of himself <clears throat> that's, that's that's free guy yeah. that's Cla- that one Clafter. that's free guy Smash. great um,
1: yeah, I love that.
0: Right, so the second of the three of my slash Duke pitches is the film Last Night in Soho, which some of you will already immediately recognise as the new Edgar Wright film. So Edgar Wright, has um, he's a huge fan of, um, of horror, hence sort of Shaun of the Dead, but that still was sort of horror smashed up against space, which is what they all came off the back of the TV series. Um, he did. Do you remember he did a uh, one of the he did a sort of schlocky B movie uh, trailer in between Grindhouse, the the Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez set of films. So they sort of they have three or four trailers in between. One was Rob Zombie, I think. Uh, hmm. Can't remember the other one. And then there was Edgar Wright. So I feel like he's sort of t- picking that up. He's picking up his love of sort of British cinema. Um, and I'm feeling like he's probably got the influence of something like Don't Look Now. So I feel like he's bringing a bit of a Nicholas Rogue vibe in, who was a really unique sort of filmmaker who had a really sort of existential and unusual sort of approach to his filmmaking. Um, so I feel like Last Night in Soho is probably going to be a sort of black comedy with a bit of a Dario Argento vibe as well. Um, there's, I don't think there's any trailers been released at all. I think it's just some posters. And I think it's one of these projects that's going to be shrouded with secrecy, and with any luck. It's going to sort of take cinema by storm when it um, when it comes out. I feel like it's going to be one of those. Um, but we're not going to pitch that idea. Um, we're going to pitch a new idea. So, who has a slash dupe for the title Last Night in Soho?
1: Okay, I've I've got an, an odd one. So it would be. I uh, it would be like on the cusp of. Um, of, with, with the celebration of It's a Sin and um, sort of TV shows like that but a celebration of Soho and Sean You, I remember you having people at your workplace te- like older people at your workplace yeah. thinking because you worked in Soho you were gay um, well they
0: also thought that yeah they sort of because like I said I worked in film in Soho which I never thought at the time had any other connotation to it um, yeah, I, because I knew a lot of post-production houses like are in Soho. That's basically so it what would known be the it,
1: so it would be like, gay rights are just about to come in, and they know that all the hetero white women are going to start to appropriate gay culture. So like they arrange sort of similar to the boys in the band, the guys uh, like a group of gay guys try to have the most gayest night in Soho before all the hetero women come in and ruin it last night in Soho. I do.
0: I kind of I like that. The idea of like a, a, a gay club, I can't remember what I was watching recently, but they brought this up. The idea between, or a gay bar and, and, a, and a gay gay bar, you know, there's like a, do you know what I mean? Like a, I can't remember, I honestly can't remember the reference I was, I was but there's a sort of cosmopolitan, metropolitan sort of gay bar isn't there in Soho now. And then there would have been places where when it was vilified or at least, you know, put yeah. upon in a much more serious way, there were clubs where you could go and be gay and feel comfortable. So it is interesting to delve into this sort of um, uh, gentrification almost of these. Yeah, that's, of these that's of the word I clubs. was going
1: to use. And it's it's like that. It's Yeah, and it's not. Idea. And there are people who are in support of it. You know, there's other people who are like, no, like, you know, we we're, we're about to be gentrified and other people are like, well, what does it matter? Isn't it good and to be
0: included or inclusive and then isn't yeah. it good
1: to have a a bastion that, you know, where you can feel Everybody support a bastion that everybody supports. Yeah. But yeah, they just they just don't they don't want the white women in there. So they just <laughs> so they just have their, their last their last night in Soho.
0: I like that. I, I would have probably gone for um, just at the nexus where soho was turning from a red light district into a co- in a commercial district so um so i uh, you sort of have the the last maybe a, uh, a sex worker who's trying to change profession so cuz they would have been at least would have been edged out of um uh, the the sort of the space of SoHo, perhaps even the job of a sex worker, um, particularly if you didn't want to move anywhere or anything. I don't really know the sort of laws around it. But so ultimately, um, this person would have had to have been sort of sex working to sort of ending, like, you know, you've handed in your sort of notice almost. You have your four weeks and then you're trying to transition from that job to something else. And then perhaps it's involving the the commerce and the, the sort of, and tourism that's come into SoHo. So I don't know if there's something there. I need to read a oh, few the book.
1: the trailer is definitely like um well looking at your resume here excellent people skills and it like yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah, like good. something yeah, else Yeah 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 and, and it's her it's... like
0: in a booth or whatever
1: like yeah. sort of, yeah <laughs> do, Oh do, um yeah. like um like uh, excellent Making a young like, lad hours feel like hours attended
0: because, because his mates have made him go in there but he's uncomfortable so she's made him feel comfortable mm. that's a part of the job right Oh she's it,
1: it says here you work nights
0: Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that's good that's good Ooh.
2: I'm going to go for something more uh, political and current in that it's going to be an extrapolation of COVID and government cuts having wiped out the theatre industry and none of the theatres in Soho are able to um, continue anymore. So it's a documentary filming the last shows of all the... uh, and the casts and the companies... Of all of the theaters in Soho, and like their last hours and last days Good. Yeah. in Soho, it's very dystopian. Uh, it's oh, it's definitely yeah. the
0: thing that we. It's been a while since has pitched like a speculative look forward into a possible future. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I just watched. Well, have recently finished Last Chance U Basketball, and man, I I cried at the end because I felt so awful for the for the guys in it because it sort of takes place. At the end of 2019 into 2020, Mm. and it's just tragic. And it's just like, I, you know, so I can see the similar response that would happen within the theatrical industry Mm -hmm. and the uncertainty of it all. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for that. That was last night in Soho. Okay. So, for the last of my uh, three ideas, my slash tubes for delayed uh, films, I will go for Resident Evil now. Boo. (laughs) Yes, I know what you're thinking. Um, So this is good because it coincides with the release, and I'm sure the studios know this as well. Coincides with the release of Resident Evil Village, aka Resident Evil Eight, which is the video game that has just recently come out. If you're listening to this around the
1: same sort of time, um, which which might I add is is the slash dupe level of redonkulous for a title, right? Because when I first saw it, it was like it was just called Village, and some idiot has gone. Oh my god, guys! Here's what we'll do: we'll call it Village, and then we'll drop the edge out of it because the V I L L looks like an eight. mic drop gives bills and fucked off out the room. You're right; it it is slash deep levels of ridiculous, isn't it? It is slash deep levels of ridiculous because then it then flashed Resident Evil games
0: are aren't they? Like if you think about like the way that like Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes and Metal Gear Solid Guns of the Patriots and all that. They're all like slash dupe titles, all all the sort of translated Japanese, um, which is definitely an idea for an episode down the line. You're right, it's ludicrous. Um, And uh, about as ludicrous as some of the antics in the live-action Resident Evil films adapted by the visionary, um, by which I mean, uh, but perhaps (laughs) someone, uh, by that term, I mean someone who's maybe Maybe it's they've just got their vision for the first time and then they, they don't know what to do with it. They just have sight for the first time like and they a just mole. decided to Yeah, popping up to see the sun. Um, and it's just thrown as much ugly nonsense at the screen as possible. So um, even the good Resident Evil films are worse than every other film I've ever seen. So I will I will stand by listen, if it wasn't so early I might have been kinder on them. Um, but they're horrific. Uh, I saw the first Resident Evil um, on a long-play VHS. So someone got a pirate version. This was, this was back when films didn't really come out at the same time uh, in all territories, which they often do here in Western territories. So uh, it was quite a big deal to have the Resident Evil film on a VHS, and then at the end of it, there was the one starring Jet Li. That was, for a while, that was my favourite VHS. And I will not... Someone, someone lent it to me, and I had to give it back as well. That was, that was, that's how it worked. Um, and I won't deny that at the time I felt something to see one of my favourite video game franchises. I, I came in on the second Resident Evil and then worked my way backwards. Um, so that's quite old school. Um, and I've loved this franchise and it's, 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 it got me into video games and, it, and, and, and there's, a, there's a lot to it. Um, so when those films came out, I wanted to love them. You know when you know that you hate something? But you, but you, but you kid yourself. And that's, that happened a lot when I was younger, um, especially when it came to bad films. Um, and Resident Evil, I, uh, I wanted to love, and I knew every second I watched it that I hated everything about it.
1: Okay, I've got, I've got Resident Evil, is the subtitle mm-hmm. to the new Dennis the Menace film. <laughs> yes, right. Dennis the Menace, yes. subtitle Resident Evil. And he moves... His family move into like a cul-de-sac <laughs> somewhere and he just starts te- like tearing. You know, he's like, great. This is a whole new playground, a whole new group of people to mess around with and screw with. But actually, the heart and soul of it is that he's at- lashing out like this because he misses all of his old friends and he's in a new area and he doesn't understand it and he's scared. Yeah. So he becomes the resident evil can i
0: also say that oh sorry dan go on no 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 you go first i was just going to say that i think it should open with this microcosm of his old friends in his old playground where you know he's being a menace and they're all they all have their own as children do you don't often see it but they have their own power structures and dynamics and the way they're all raised it brings them to a different way of play And when he moves away from his friends, who you sort of see it as a bit dark and a bit weird at first, when he moves to the cul-de-sac you see the same dynamics in the adults in that cul-de-sac and how they are as neighbours and adults. They have the same sort of childish human impulses and attitudes. So by the end of it he understands how to manipulate them all because they're just children essentially. And as you said, quite rightly, this is just his new playground.
2: I mean, we're not going to top that, really, are we? My, <laughs> my idea for that would be um, a post um, post career, um, like another documentary on Evil Knievel, once he's finished and retired and he's uh, settled down. So he's a Resident Evil, nice. and uh, just watching what he has to do to make ends meet, like making mini uh, plastic motorbikes and painting them and selling them on. Or what's
0: something. the Korean angle?
2: No, Korea, not Korea. Oh, I thought you okay. said Korea. Korea. As well. Are we going to keep that in? <laughs> I, mean, <a> <laughs> I thought he'd version. settled. I
0: thought for, first you're in doing Korea. a North and South Korea thing, and then I thought you're adding evil can evil to it. So I thought, oh wow, he's retired to Korea. That's that's a bold move.
2: I mean, that's added a twist, is not it? But um, not not what I said. I, My I now one hundred percent
0: understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, Both great ideas. Uh, I don't have anything to add because I don't think I could possibly take away from uh, Dennis the Menace uh, Resident Evil. Um, That's fantastic. Amazing. And the Resident Evil film has a subtitle, Welcome to Raccoon City, which is a stupid subtitle. It's way too long and it's meaningless. Um, But I am very excited to see if someone who actually cares about the games and wants to make a horror and and it's got an interesting sort of young cast, a lot of British actors. I, don't know, I think I think it's genuinely worth checking out. I mean, I've been disappointed in the past, like with every single other video game adaptation that has ever come out. Um, but you know, maybe this one's going to be different.
2: Okay, so I've got um, a whole bunch of. Uh, action movies, as mine, loads of action movies delayed. Uh, first one I've gone for F nine. For those unfamiliar, that will be Fast and the Furious nine. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it has another subtitle as well, um, but I have no idea. Well, they
0: they did do a thing, didn't they? Where they had they wanted to do sort of Furious Fast six and Furious seven, or don't don't quote me on that. It might be like Fast eight or something like that so they wanted to do that and i think in certain territories they did instead of so they had fast seven and furious nine or something do you know what i mean something like that um okay i'm not i'm proud to not be an expert although i have seen every single one of them and and but i came in at the first one again the same sort of time as resident evil um but but, so but a great film a banger of uh, in terms of the f- like the first um, one yeah of fbi stuff of its like time. That. yeah 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 Definitely a product of its time, and before the franchise mm. sort of um, Got, almost. I like... think the
1: technical term is radonka dink.
0: Yes, yes, that's that's the, that's the term. Yeah.
2: Um, well... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, they became a superhero movie, didn't it? And once yeah. you start thinking of them like that, then they're, then they're actually... Fair, Fair enough, yeah. Yeah,
0: Hobbs and Shaw is, just feels like a sort of MCU sort of light spin-off, doesn't it? It feels a little yeah. bit like a, almost like a Guardians of the Galaxy type film, if you think about it. Hmm. Um, it has that exact sort of tone and script and... Yeah, so they sort they know what they're doing, really, don't they? Um, so, But initially, yes, it was a, a based on, a, on an article about the street racing uh, gangs and some kind of... <laughs> part of the world and became the fast and the furious Furious. so f9 we're not going to pitch that though are we dan we're not going to pitch Fast. no we're not
2: going to pitch that what have we my my idea is going to be um a hacker story Mm -hmm. and not the maori uh, thing (laughs) it's going to be a new virus that uh takes over the internet and when any time anyone presses f9 it um, causes all. It's like, a bit like the ring. Yeah, I love so it. So if you press F nine, yeah. bad bad shit happens to A hacker movie
0: you. and a horror movie in one. I kind of like. And a horror that. movie all yeah. at once. Because when yeah. they do those horror movies, like Unfriended or what's the one with um, John Cho in it, I can't remember. Um, but they when they make these sort of that that, that was the Grudge. No, no, he, he did um, he did one called I don't know. It's, it's like a Facebooky type horror film. Um, or maybe that was Unfriended. He did another one where someone's looking. he's looking for his daughter online. Um, but anyway, they do these sort of techie online sort of horror films and they sort mm. of play on social media and stuff, but they don't actually deal with with quite, quite a sort of pernicious idea of viruses. That's called searching.
2: Searching, right. Maybe maybe you get a virus by pressing F9 or something. Yeah. Keeps you a, it doesn't have to make sense, no, does it? No, it doesn't. In
0: fact, the less it makes sense, horror the better movie. as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll get Becky exactly. Pantling from uh, from this train terminates episode to uh, to whip up a script. Uh, uh, so us.
1: I was thinking. So um, I recently discovered uh, a metal band called Spirit Box, and they have a song called The Rule of Nine. And the Rule of Nine is how you assess a, bur- a burns on a burn victim. And also mm-hmm. I remember you telling me, Sean, like uh, nil by mouth mm-hmm. is a as uh, a, a term. So maybe like for mine, F nine could be something like. Something I was thinking, some a medical like term that. like they put it on your yeah, like it's a to something. yeah, yeah, and I don't, I, yeah, I sort of you know, if you or if you reach like F9 or so, you know, I'm also now just thinking it could be about a cool ass jet, couldn't it? <laughs> well, my pitch is just going to be like some kind of Formula
0: One sort of or Formula but E but 9 so nine. maybe it's in the future or something or maybe it's in the past and it was. it's one of the one of the preliminary sort of maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> no, how Formula no, because 1 it came goes, about goes.
1: No, sort of formula sort it of it goes work. it goes up to 1 yes, so like perfect. so F9 is like pedal pedal cuts pedal bikes <laughs> oh no it's not going to be another Will Ferrell <laughs> comedy is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like it's like a whole bunch of kids taking it like way too seriously. Like you you see it's like in, in like in someone's garage and you've got like yeah. the kid who's like the like like mechanic um, mechanic. It's the, the mechanic, mechanic.
0: sequel to Hot Rod. F9 yeah. Hot Rod 2. Prequel, prequel to Hot Rod. Yes. Yeah, prequel. Yes. Yeah. And they're playing themselves but but as kids. Yeah. Like with like makeup to make them look younger and like doing young acting. So it's basically like a whole lesser It would be
1: sketch. like every time that, that you have like Probably nine kids, right? And you'd have like nine kids and they're all... When they're like in the shop working, they're all adults. But when you get see them from another adult's perspective, it's the child actor. Yes,
0: that's... Yeah, that's great. Love it. That's a good Love way it. of handling it. Well, good. That was F9. Well,
2: they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's that's F9. We've we uh, we've smashed that one. Uh, and the next one, which, which is hilarious uh, that we're doing a delayed one because <laughs> we've delayed our special on this... Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yep. It's No Time to Die. I think we must have scheduled in... Five? For, the episode yep. for this about five times now. Yep. Um, it's going to be amazing when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. um, Is it?
0: Or is it going to... F- just it, the expectations be, are built yeah. so high. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, no Time to Die, of course, is the 25th instalment in the James Bond film <laughs> series. Um, when it arrives, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is... Is it going to be Daniel Craig's last one? I mean, yes. he always says that this one yeah. is the last one. This time he it really means it, it is officially his last one. This one, he really means it until the next yeah. one. Yeah. Well, they time haven't announced personal. a new
0: Bond, so I'm fascinated, because I am... All, and we'll probably go into some of this in our in the in the Bond episode we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm fascinated by sort of the uh, business decisions that go behind Bond, right? Because there's a lot of business decisions. Obviously, the franchise has often, as well, for a variety of reasons, sort of gone on to bankruptcy a few times, you know, or the franchise has lapsed because the company, sorry, has gone into bankruptcy. Um, so it's basically one of the big franchises keeping MGM afloat, if I if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm fascinated by the, the the sort of monetary decisions that go in. It's very political, isn't it? You know, the decisions of who plays Bond and and when and why mm. and and there's a lot now attached to it um, politically as well with the idea of it possibly being a woman or a person of color. So I'm fascinated by that. Um, so The fact they haven't announced But we won't be touching that today, because that's not what we're talking about.
2: Um, No Time to Die. Hmm. I mean, that's honestly how I feel right now. (laughs) So uh, maybe it's a uh, a movie about um, a dad who's just trying to get through life. Um, let's let him have six kids. Yes. And he's like, maybe he's in a, maybe he's got in a, he has the opening is that the family get into not a very bad car crash. The kids are all fine, but maybe like he's broken a couple of ribs Mm. and, um, he's just got to get on with his day. And it gets more and more ridiculous. Like he ends up getting more and more injured. Probably Jason Statham, right? (laughs) Playing, playing the dad. And he just gets into more and more, like, Completely innocuous things, though, like maybe he trips over in Morrison yes, or something. Yes, just like normal things that could, a friend of ours yeah. was putting the so bins was, out and broke her ankle. Like just putting there the we bins go. out.
0: No, There's nothing, not uneven ground, no bad weather. Yeah. Broken, broke her ankle.
2: So it's like Kindergarten Cop, I think, yeah. but mm. with Jason Statham, and he's he's just a dad. I say just a dad getting on with his life, yeah. um, constantly getting more and more injured, and at the end, <laughs> maybe he's got to save his kids from something. That he doesn't realize, and he's got no yeah. time to die. No so, time can we die.
0: have a B plot? I'm feeling like Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibes. I'm feeling like yes. there was another film that, like, that that has this sort of vibe. Nobody came out recently by the guy who directed Hardcore Henry. I like I like this idea that there's a B plot going through the entire film, where there's some sort of I don't know, sort of MI five or there's some sort of James Bond subplot, um, where there's there's this a little bit like. Um, Uh, Oh man, that film with Gina Davis in it is such a great... Last Kiss Goodnight, is that what it's called? Long Kiss Goodnight? Long Long Kiss Goodnight. Such a great film. So you've got... but but the B-plot is threatening at every turn, in this this sort of shaky cam, sort of born way, to interrupt into his life. But it never does. Yes. So all of never the shit does. that happens to him is all just his own family and just all the being a dad, yeah. yeah,
2: boring stuff. Yeah.
0: And it's not even a, it's not even adjacent. It's not even like it crosses over and affects him. It's just threatening to us every the, turn.
2: The, the road, da- the road down the road is where the <laughs> yeah. gun, the gunfight has gone, But he's he can't hear it because his kids are screaming <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, house, exactly. and that's when someone hits him with a pillow and he gets a sprained yes, neck. Yes,
0: exactly. Something. Right. And you're expecting jason's to absolutely go Which actually
2: happens to me. Did, you, did it? You got in a pillow fight and sprained yeah. your neck. Brilliant. Yeah. I think I, I was beating up Sean. I no, sprained
0: my neck recently doing um, a sort of a, a, Asian sort of dance. Oh, did you really? for, yeah.
1: for, for, Barb's, for Barb's enjoyment?
0: Yeah, so my aunt was laughed so much at it because she'd never seen me do it before. I just was moving my head in a sort of traditionally, I guess, sort of Asian style. I'm happy to hear if I'm being intolerant in the comments. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but... But she loved it so much that I did it for about 20 minutes straight. And by the end of it, by the next
2: day, I'd spray my You've neck. always got to warm up before you do your neck. <laughs> it's right. true. Always warm I up. I didn't realise. I thought Amateur, I was immune, you know. I,
0: I, I, was, I used to be so young and I could do the head
1: Age
2: movement. comes for us all. No time to
0: die. No time to die.
1: So my no time to die, sort of in a similar vein, but I listened to a podcast where there was a a woman who... Um, basically didn't have the f- the fear, like, centre in her brain. Mm-hmm. I can't remember wh- where it is. Um, uh, sort of mm. similar to the climber, Alex, whatever his name is. Like, they just yeah. don't process fear in the same way that the rest of us do. So she got away... With- so someone tried to mug her and was like, give me money or I'll stab you. And her initial response was like, well, no, because I'm just going to stab you first. <gasps> and, like... This guy was, she just had no fear. She had no fear of any of these things. So it would be this, like a short film about this woman, like trying, like having this thing and not have, and like having a whole conversation with a mugger and then just walking away and the mugger's like following her. And he's like, no, I'm just not going to give you any money. And she's just going on with her day and this mugger is still just following her the entire time. And so she just has, just, I just don't, have any, just don't have any time for it. Just not have any time for it. Oh, like, yeah, I like and, that. Not scared yeah, of that's it. That's
0: good. I, I didn't have an idea for no time to die and I was I'm on board with both of those um but then I just thought um it's a Pixar film about um
1: someone's mother <laughs> what what I was just thinking a Pixar film about death that really lazy death like well, death it, is passing over to his younger son and he's like nah I can't be bothered that is also that's very Terry Pratchett <laughs> and then no it? one dies I love that. yeah no, no one dies, dies. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have Oh that man animal, Let, yeah, maybe yeah.
0: I shouldn't pitch mine then mine is um about a mother that's dying and the the child that doesn't want to go to her deathbed because they're afraid, like maybe a teenager. Um, and when yeah. they step into the room, the mum has died, and they're the first person to find out. Um, but they both, the souls of both of them, go into the watch that she's been waiting to give to to the to the child, and then they then they're in some sort of weird world where they have their final conversations that they never had inside while they're trying to escape from this clockwork world and then like you just... That's actually quite, that's totally you totally know, Pixar like isn't it? It's mm. great. Um, great. And they have that, fi- they have a share a final moment in spirit I suppose, something like that. That's dark. Um,
2: like it. Well to contrast with that in its entirety um, I couldn't leave our idea of uh, jumping over the moon on a motorbike, Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh man! So I I went for M I eight Mission Impossible yes. eight, um, and I don't know whether we just we just re come up with the plot for a new Mission Impossible because really we were well, on fire. I that think day. this
1: this came out of the joke of like uh Like from the new Fast and the Furious going to space, mm-hmm. and it was like all of these yeah. like the next thing in Fitting. these is like Earth has been conquered. What is next for 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 people? It is space. Mm-hmm. I think that's where
2: we were joking about. That's it. where we went with. And Tom Cruise not happy that uh, the Fonz jumped the shot. <laughs> yeah, he he's actually going to jump, gonna a, jump the moon for
0: real in real life. Tom Cruise, the actor, <laughs> wants to jump a motorcycle from the moon to Earth. As a sort of his, yeah. his final big stunt <laughs> his of final his career, stunt. so maybe this is it. So this is his final his stunt life of career, probably, <laughs> and potentially yeah. his life. Well, he'll life, just yeah. like yeah, and it'll but be he'll like, go to well, Zandu or whatever you know, the, whatever prophet he believes <laughs> in. He'll end up, and he burns up on re-entry. He'll end up. He's just to he, he thinks God. like
1: he thinks, oh well, if, if Felix Baumgartner went from just the tip, yeah. you know, I can get in, I can go an extra couple of meters above him and just yeah, know, that's himself. what he's thinking that's
2: and. Cool. and and the best bit is he's put in uh, the waiver because obviously he does his own stunts, loves mm. all that stuff. So he's, he's in on it and he's put in that if it goes badly, they just have to CGI him doing finishing the stunt. So like his body is literally the same shot. They take the <laughs> shot, he jumps on the moon, he jumps all the way to Earth. It doesn't go so well for him, but they the bike survives, so they CGI him. <laughs> And you can see it in the CGI. It's one of those Easter eggs that people talk yeah. about for ages. The moment where it <laughs> yeah. stops being Tom Cruise and becomes CGI. The it's, where it's like he it, perishes. It, 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 it will, burn,
1: yeah. it will like burn up in re-entry, and then yeah. they'll be like, uh, "Ethan, Ethan," and it, he'll be a fireball. And that's actually when Tom Cruise dies. It's that moment. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still here. Mission <laughs> <laughs> Possible Eight, like, and it wouldn't be. It would be called something like. I'm not saying fireball, but it would be called something like that, wouldn't it? Um, wouldn't be called re-entry Inferno In in, in
2: name in in honour of his his uh, sort of immolation Uh, Mission Impossible 8 immolation
0: (laughs) and and there are memes for when he comes down tasteless memes I must add using the (laughs) using the scream that he did do you remember from the trailer uh, for The Mummy where they accidentally forgot to put in any of the audio and kept his original raw scream audio (laughs) that he used as temp track (laughs) so you can google that if you like it's just the most hilarious and perfect scream ever. And it's almost a shame because it's the sort of stuff that you're not supposed to hear. It's just a temp track. But yeah. they've put that on anyway to, on his, you know, his re-entry. Maybe it's called re-entry and it's like, maybe he hasn't been in the franchise for one film. And then he's like, no, like, you know, like he did with one of them. He was almost going to pass the torch. But he's, so he's like, no, yeah. I'm coming back for this one. And it's Mission Impossible re-entry. <laughs> But the thing is, why? So first of all, I love the idea of a space heist. That's not enough space no. heist, Not enough heists conducted,
2: um, you know, in and around. There's not much out in space to heist.
0: Well, I the guess. ISS maybe. There's some. You know, they've got to got maybe. To, yeah.
2: So they've heard
0: uh, doesn't Jupiter rain diamonds. Yeah, I was just about like to say that, that. Yeah.
2: So now they've gone to Jupiter to go oh, and steal all the good. diamonds.
0: And then it's Nolan directing, obviously, because he wasn't ever going to mm. do a Bond film because he put all of his good ideas into all of his, his, his Bond ideas into all of his other films so for this one he's doing the Mission Impossible he's jumped over to the other franchise so you have a huge practical stunt because that's his whole thing so you yeah. have all of this stuff for real you have them shoot on the ISS with IMAX cameras you have you know all of this sort of physical stuff and you have a space heist with
1: culminates and in they them. and they sort of and then the bad guys like leave, leave him on the moon don't they we're going to leave you yeah. on the moon as <laughs> yeah. the dark side approaches, yeah. and then that, and he's got to race the dark side of the moon. And then, and then he sees the ship fly off, and they're like, Ethan like you can't Riddick. do it."
0: And like he sees, the, R- sees R- a crater away from the light. Yeah, yeah he has to exactly. Do the and that's the yeah. running. Listen, this perfect because that's the, that's the running, running scene. scene. Yeah. There's always a running yeah. scene in every this, good <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> and film it's and it's every zero Mission G. Film. So it's yeah, so G. it looks even more epic. And then he jumps onto the moon rover motorcycle that's been created. Buy yeah. NASA themselves in real life, so that you can get the you know the twenty minute teaser extra about how they built this yeah. motorcycle for just for Tom Cruise, the big wheels and everything. So he rides that, and then somehow there's some sort of ramp that takes him leaves. Yeah, yeah. And he'd have to get yeah, the trajectory just right, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, from a yeah, crater. He yeah, yeah. And he sees mm. the Earth, and down there is his wife. Remember from like the third film, and she calls yeah. to him,
2: and somehow he hears it. He's got an Im- no he's got an implant one of like retinal implant didn't yeah they? but this retinal implant is like a um, terif- terabyte like 15 billion terabyte um mp mm-hmm. Uh, camera, so he can actually see her from the moon. He, he like he zooms Perfect. in and in and in and in. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah,
0: seat, yeah. So. And it's got all of the data from we'll all the other satellites as well, right? And all, yeah. and it co- and it gets his trajectory back to Earth, so he knows it's spot, spot on. on yeah. And he uh and then that's how he's going to get back to his Wouldn't wife. Wouldn't it be more epic if he just? Do you know You know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually gonna. gonna so, I, I, it falters halfway through, just, and he just figures it yeah, out. I'm
1: gonna. So. I'm gonna. I'm gonna maybe. I feel like then Tom Cruise would go, hold on a minute. I won't make it. I won't make it in re-entry. So he's like, uses his, t- and he's like, all right, which which one of the satellites is 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 being taken out of orbit? And then they, they hack onto it. Oh, the, the, and it's definitely one of Elon Musk's one, because he'll probably yes, like, um, he'll fund it when he, Absolutely. and then he has to time his trajectory perfectly with landing onto the satellite and, and getting then in riding it. the satellite on the bike like down. on the satellite, yeah. Riding so the heat shields, so the heat yeah. shields will protect his re-entry. That's good. Yeah. That while works. he's on the bike, Lovely.
2: and then as soon as and then and then as soon as it lands, and then he'll just ride the, off. The it. bike comes off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's off, and he skids, and he's off, directly and he grabs his wife, and he and he grabs his wife. As he <laughs> does I was going to
1: say perfectly. He will ride perfectly yeah. into like where the where the ion bomb is about to go off and <laughs> <Yeah>. diffuse <laughs> <laughs> it.
0: Some sort yeah. of and Elon Musk is in it playing himself.
1: Well, let's, yeah, let's never yeah. forget, Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2 playing himself. Was he? I don't, I
0: yeah. don't recall when that. When they go
1: to Monaco, he's like, hey, Tony. I don't know how he sounds like, but he's <laughs> Not like, like that. and then, <laughs> Nothing. Not like that. No. and he's like, he's like, hey, Tony. And then um, Tony Stark is like, hey, let's build those electric cars. And he's like, oh, right, and if you do it first, and then he walks off. And oh, I didn't realize God, that until I, I that rewatched it, but it's like, it's legit Elon Musk talking about building, working with Tony Stark to build electric that's, like that's brilliant stuff. yeah so to, Elon Musk
0: plays himself as the bad Elon, guy as a parody of himself um, doing some sort of
2: thing that he's trying to do um, he's stealing he's stealing the solar energy yes
0: yeah what's he going to do with what he's the solar doing energy to
2: power his cars to or pass. something I don't know power his spaceship <laughs> um, that is yeah. Mission Impossible 8 we don't need to come up with another tagline do no, we we've done that's it that's perfect <laughs>
1: So well, I've got three, as the uh, episode has preluded before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that I'm going to go for, quite an interesting film, No Way Home. And that is the title of the Spider-Man sequel, which, if you remember a few months ago, there was a lot of joke titles that got mm-hmm. pushed around by the producers, by uh, the actors themselves. And it was all like, the real, oh, I'm going to tell you what the real title is. And it was like... You know, s- sticky web syndrome or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like it was, you know, whatever it was, and it was like a real big joke. And I think it sort of played into the, f- uh, played into off the back of sort of Tom Holland's character as a person. Um, yeah, like obviously he loves we're not can't tell him anything. Yeah, he loves telling things. Can't tell him anything. That's part, They love so, that in the
0: franchise. That's part of his yeah. appeal, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, and also because it was it was homecoming, which obviously was a play on the idea that. Um, that it was coming back to Marvel after Sony, Columbia Pictures, whatever, yeah. um, had the uh, Spider-Man franchise. Um, then it was Far From Home, which was because he was going on a cool European road trip, um, and now it's No Way Home. But we're not doing that, are we? We're not doing the third. No, Spider-Man we're not doing film, that. Tom Holland series. Maybe it'll be. By so the way, it might be the first franchise to get a fourth one because that's not. Because he's still going strong yeah. and that's not happened yet it's only got up to three right the two at
1: the last one mm-hmm. Garfield but anyway yeah. something to look forward to so my idea for no way home I think it would be it would be too obvious to go for a sort of someone's crashed a plane and uh, they and they um, and they had to find a way back so I'm gonna play on Sean's favorite thing it's a space adventure.
0: But we just where had to sy-
1: Where the nav system yeah. goes out and they jump right. to unknown coordinates.
0: Mm, and they right? have to get home using A- charts and, and maps I know, and, I know stars and I know what you're thinking.
1: I know what you're thinking. It's exactly what like Star Trek did, didn't it? Where they're like... Tra- Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek yeah. Voyager, right? But this is... But the kids so these days that. don't even know what that is. Right? <laughs> they go, they go Star true. Trek, isn't that the thing with lightsabers? <laughs> and oh, kids. Right? so kids. this is so oh. you just you just you just rip that story straight out yeah um yeah. and I it's think definitely like... it
0: better controversially i do think you could do that idea of being stranded so far from home knowing that this generation won't actually get there it's only the next generation or maybe the one below that like working for a goal higher than yourself is not something i really felt when i watched half of the series of voyager that i watched so i didn't feel like that was the point working towards something you'll never see which is quite powerful, I think. It's like climate change, yeah. almost. You know, you got to work towards something that mm. might not affect you, but will definitely affect another generation. So
2: I think the only that was the difficulty with some of the Star Trek stuff was because you saw the same crew all the time, you never really got a sense of the fact that they were living ships. That that like they would have had people that were families on there. You never mm. really saw a family on mm. there. Whereas like with Battlestar Galactica, you literally had yeah. people. Yeah like yeah, see the
0: of, of how they could eat. like I've just yeah. I've just finished by the way I didn't think I'd be able to bring this up today but I just finished series one of Snowpiercer and although there was like a whole load of shit that went down about the creative pe- that always happens the showrunner and the, the mm-hmm. pilot writer and director and everyone all left the um, pilot because they wanted to reshoot it to make it more approachable so I was really dead against it um, and I like the film um, obviously by yeah. the um, by Boon Jong-ho um, So, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Parasite. So, it was quite so sort of creative and, and unusual. Um, so, I was I was dead against it, really. Um, and then it had a shaky start, but then it sort of evolved to be something um, actually quite uh, powerful about truth, lies, revolution, different structures of power. So, uh, sort of. Um, I hesitate to label it, but like different political st- structures like capitalism and Marxism and, and democratic socialism and, and, and what, you know, and then even playing with what happens after a revolution. So it actually turned out to be really fantastic. And I think it almost does what something like Voyager could have done, but better. So that's me sh- just shilling for a series one of uh, Snowpiercer <laughs> Pierce from Netflix. Um, but yeah, I like that as an idea, right? That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know why. I I'm gonna... yeah, go on.
2: So no, you go. No, because I'm going to change subject. Oh, okay.
0: Well, so am I. I think, I, but but I don't have an actual idea. I just thought for some reason it should be um, some sort of British Mad Max, and the no way, the no way sign. Is that a sign on the road? No. Oh. that's. If I made that up, I don't There's drive. No entry, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll make it work. That's just... We'll, we'll make,
2: make it work. Work. You, you would make, it'd be a new sign. <laughs> yes, it'll be a new, sign, be a new
0: sign. And you have just some sort of British Mad Max is what I would like.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mine is going to be... Because we're moving on. Um, mine is going to be drive. a live-action animal film. <laughs> yeah. Live-action animal film uh, about a meerkat who's trying to find its way back after being abandoned. Maybe it gets misplaced on the way to a zoo or something. Has to go find its mum. It gets but kidnapped like people
1: love compare the meerkat. Yeah, dot com like, in the UK. Not a sponsor, but yeah. yeah, You
2: know, there's a, there's a ring. Yeah. Meerkats being abducted. Meerkat yeah, and they're it. dressing um, up. But in the vein like of like the, the Lion character King
0: and everything, aren't they? And like, yeah.
2: And there's no way home for this little meerkat, oh. but he does make it home. Yeah, again. that's good. Yeah, of course he does. Dump. Next. Uh, double double feature. Tom Holland
1: double feature. Uncharted. That's what I'm going to oh, go yeah. for next. Beloved Ooh. video game franchise. One of the first PlayStation Three games I ever played uh, when I when I got it. Uncharted. Um, the the jock in me who was sick of seeing the boobies and the butt of Lara Croft and wanted a wanted a man to take her place. You know, and got <laughs> Uncharted. Um, but you know, it was also was also my my love with with um, Naughty Dog Studios and Druckmann uh, and sort of the the directing and writing and lots of Sony product placement as well, just like uh, the Budweiser the product placement for. Remember Sony the...
0: Bio? Um Yeah, no, it was so, it carried on c- the tradition of of video games and films, really. Where no, no, not necessarily, because usually the films have the first entry is the best. But with video games it's the second entry that's usually the best so it's like the first entry lays the groundwork Uncharted, Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, the second one comes in and completely blows it out of the water and then the third one is usually a disappointment in most ways so it's like it's
1: uh, so yeah it sort of started that tradition
0: the Uncharted so
1: the Uncharted so they're turning Uncharted into uh into a film series starring Tom Holland uh, and Mark Wahlberg as Sully, and actually there was a there was a, a photo that I gushed all over on the internet of seeing Tom Holland with um, Nolan North uh, actually on set yeah. to voices Nathan Drake. So you know it was like one of those moments where like the film and video game stars collided, and and also it's it brings favours. We talked about Resident Evil earlier, which which was a pile of dog shits. Um, you know, this seems like they're actually getting the voice actors and the directors from the games to come in and see it and, you know, help um, create it. But Can that's I, not what we're going to be talking well, about just, today, though, <laughs> No, is it? we're not.
0: But, but before we move on swiftly to something to, uh, questionable as whether it's better or worse than what the Uncharted movie will be like, I'm interested in how... Remember when Mark Wahlberg was going to be Nathan Drake? That's a terrible choice. Um, he already did Max Payne. He wasn't good at that. Um, but now they've made him sully. So, because, so it's quite an interesting sort of decision to, make, to, to take a cast member and move him, make you know, a younger cast member. A lateral lady, move. Yeah, and move him up to the mentor, so which, which kind of makes mm. sense
1: age-wise. I was just like you once, kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they showed a fantastic picture of Tom Holland as well in, as, as Nathan Drake. So it's, so it's very exciting to see where they might lift from uh, in the franchise. But yes, you're right, Ryan. We are not doing that.
1: Instead, mm. we have a story in space where <laughs> someone is going where they haven't been before, uncharted. No, um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's. I, I think Dan's got something. I
2: think. No. Well, I was thinking that maybe it's um, an exploration into the brain. Like someone's like discovered a part of the brain that has been uncharted, and as they discover this new. Um, thing about the brain they can unlock things in people's minds so maybe it's like a superhero origins thing Mm. it doesn't have to be superheroes it could be something else but like they're but they find out they have literally have to put a nanobot or a mini person into the brain to go and map out the brain as as they do that they find more and more maybe it's a doctor that's dying a brain surgeon is dying and as a last sort of last ditch attempt, they get this, their daughter and they shrink her and put her into his brain. And she has to go and map out his brain mm-hmm. so that he, because he's in a coma, mm-hmm. to map out his brain to find the solution to cure him of the disease that he's suffering from. Already. Yeah,
1: love it. I like I, it. It's I, very interesting. I think, I just thought of one. I think it would be a horror movie about a you know how in the amazon there are still uh indigenous groups of people mm-hmm. um so it'd be like a uh a, sort of a, gr- a group of like plucky teens go backpacking and they want to just no let's go off trail in the amazon and like you know let's just walk until we like you know, find out where we're going. Like no maps or whatever, and they come across this like tribe that hunts them in this area because they know it so well because they're the indigenous tribe, and probably probably cannibals. And then <laughs> so you know, it's like they're going. But it's into a movie that Uncharted came out in like
0: total. the late '90s, early 2000s, where it's okay to sort of other s- tribes, yeah, and see them as yeah. like
1: yeah, as as. Well, I mean, it te- I mean, like Midsummer sort of did that. But they made it European, so everyone was like, oh, it's fine. I guess um, so. But
0: theres I think there's a difference between sort of folkloric sort of uh, approaches to... either I haven't seen this. I yeah,
1: and, a- and actual people that might eat people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't have anything to add to Uncharted because I like both those ideas so much.
1: All right, the last one. Now... You know, I'm a, I'm a purveyor of a wacky title. Mm-hmm. Wacky things. Eat weird things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just in... It's a bit. from the bottom. Eat apples from I the butt up. apples from so, the yeah. yeah. And completely, you know, don't don't throw away any of it. You know, 0% wastage. I've done that recently and I have the rest to of you. say...
0: No, no, no. I've started doing it recently <laughs> and I have
1: to agree that it's the correct way to do it. It is. So, no p- question. purveyor of weird things. Shower oranging, which is a whole other thing we'll talk about at some other point. Yeah, that is ridiculous. But... I found a I found a, a, a ridiculous title, well a long title. It's probably just a it's probably a translation from a, a Japanese title, which is probably much shorter. Um, but the English translation is "The Cornered Mouse Dreams of Cheese."
0: And what's the story? And what this one? did you say this film? Had, it was delayed, but had it, had it come out? I, already it,
1: it was delayed it was delayed um but then got, got released in, in japan like later on it was delayed because of covid mm-hmm. but then it, it got released later on so this one has already been released but i thought the title was amazing and it is it, it, it does fall under the the yaoi genre in um in in japanese art forms and it's about a a man who breaks up with his wife moves in with the guy ends up falling in love with the guy and then has to make the choice of whether he he F- f- c- uh, continues his life um as a sort of japanese man finding a woman or whether he takes a chance with falling in love with a mm-hmm. man um so there is so yeah the, but that's obviously that's not what we're going to do today no so the cornered mouse dreams of cheese
0: well to me that sounds like a uh, spy code phrase that you say to let another spy know that you're in on the game right so the Cornered Mouse Dreams of Cheese sounds to me like a, in a, the latest adaptation of a John Le Carrier spy novel. Um, Interesting. And who knows what it's about? I have no ideas, but it's just a classic. It's the sequel to Tinker Tailor, um, and it's it picks up from you know those previous characters. There's just something about that sort of classic British spy vibe I get from the Cornered Mouse Dreams of Cheese. There's, there is like like the original title might have have the connotation of. There is a sadness to it, um, uh, which which is both the code phrase and also sort of what might happen if of, of a uh, sort of double agent or a triple agent or a quadruple agent. No, wait, that wouldn't make sense. Mm. There'd be no point in being a quadruple agent, with there?
1: Yeah, because you wouldn't be crossing anybody. <laughs> You'd cancel each other out.
0: <laughs> but uh, triple agent, maybe. Um, but that's quite... That would be interesting because actually dealing with the psychological ramifications of having to be a either a double or a triple agent that would be interesting so like where the allegiances lie and
1: well the the americans does it really well don't they about the sort of the sleeper agents in um a couple of my friends are telling me to watch this but there's like they're the sleeper ag- russian sleeper agents in in america mm. and sort of having to live that completely innocuous life and waiting to be activated
0: Yes. Yeah, I did watch some of the Americans. I enjoyed it. I haven't got into it the same way other people have. Um, but they, I think it begins with them wanting, immediately wanting, well, you know, it's, the, they've had a lead up to it, but they, it's the moment where they decide to sort of defect back to the American side because they have children. So it's like, it's about them trying to sort of, sort of maybe uh, almost undo that sort of stuff that they've been doing all, all oh. their lives. That's quite interesting. Um but yeah, so I, but I just feel the spy vibes on it. I don't know what other vibes you guys are getting.
2: I I'm going for this being um, it's it's the Spanish It's the English retranslation of the Spanish translation of a film. The film deals with um, like um, like looking back at Afghanistan, uh, prisoners of war, and torture. And sort of the the deprivation, sleep deprivation, sensory overload stuff, and like it's like a a film dealing with that. Like, I think Matt Damon's probably going to be at the the Prisoner of yeah. War, and like it's really it's really hard it's really hard you know, gritty. But the Spanish do what they do, and like retranslated it into Spain. Like some like it hot is like two men in a dress, right? Which yes. blows the whole thing. <laughs> So this is the English translation of the Spanish title yes. of this film, which is like probably something hardcore, like a um, uh, seven hundred days in Baghdad yeah. or whatever it's called, like something like that. And but the Spanish version is the Cornered Mouse Dreams of yeah. Cheese, <laughs> yeah.
0: which somewhat to...
1: undermines it. But maybe it takes on a whole exactly. new, a whole new meaning, meaning in Spanish. <laughs> Spani- so. so to to just to add maybe one bonus one in there because it also has a great title. Um, it was Because fo- it, it was a manga originally, and this was followed up by a, another manga that hasn't been turned into a film yet, and that is The Carp on the Chopping Block Jumps Twice.
0: Well, that's the sequel, isn't it?
1: That,
2: do you know what I mean? It's the sequel to this. It's a sequel to the Spanish, <laughs> it's a sequel to, Spanish translation.
0: Any pitch that has come out yeah. of this it could be the sequel to it. It sounds equally sort of either mistranslated as, uh, with, as per Dan's idea. Or some sort of follow-up code phrase for a for a you know a double agent. Why have you got uh, is there something glaring jump out at you for the I don't know I trout on it's, the it's, chopping block it, or whatever it
1: is carp the carp on the chopping block j- jumps twice. I don't know. It's just it's one of those like quite poetic titles that just sort of I don't know. It just it just it's one of those things we I think we quite rarely see. Um, you know like. Doctor Strangelove, like the title for that mm. is one of those ones that I can't remember. Is, is it like how I s- stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb or yeah. something like that? Isn't that what it? The sub, like the title, and that's not even a subtitle, it's an or title. And I think we don't get a particular lot of these because people want a snappy title, F9. M um, I eight. You know, we even talked no, we about these but I'm a, this, but uh, yeah, that's I'm a big title. fan
0: of The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Robert that's Ford. That's a great title, yeah. which obviously as we might have already discussed, mirrors the, the pulp sort of novella uh titles and newspaper titles of the time. So that sort of fit it's a fitting title that throws you into the genre and time period, right? So I do mm. like a title that throws you into the genre and time period, and, I, and I'm, I'm a massive fan of a long title. I like them. The longer, the better for me. Um, so, and no, no, no colons or subtitles. I would like a full-on, um, none, none of this Resident Evil, colon, Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, I like a full, full title. So, so maybe we'll do a slash dupe episode on extraordinarily long titles. Um, maybe the longest titles in the world. Um, and by mm-hmm. that time, he probably would have come up with a decent pitch for the the flounder, you know, whatever it's called, jumps onto the chopping block or whatever.
1: The car? I just don't even. The carp on the chopping block jumps twice. Ryan's not having like, an existential crisis at the uh, moment he's, because I only had one cup of coffee as I said earlier, and Now all that caffeine, that caffeine's run out. And normally by this point, I'd be on cup two and just like tap myself up to the <laughs> to enough to to when the sun comes out and I can like sort of absorb it like Superman. But like. Being, you know, so people at home will slot. have
0: will have got one episode extremely late. Do you remember we did? Was it our Christmas one we did, or, or we did one with uh, Joffrey?
2: Yeah, so oh Joffrey. So we had one that like was extremely late,
0: and and the quality for that is questionable. And then they've had this, which is extremely early for some of us. Definitely questionable. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. so let us know uh, what you thought of our titles today. And give us some of your own. Um, Let us know if you like this new format that we're trying Um, in between. We we love the guests Um, coming on, they're they're our bread and butter, they're they're the most exciting part of SlashTube for us. Um, But we like to throw in these episodes every now and again um, where we just sort of go off on a specific subject or title uh, or something that is is currently going on, so let us know if you like those. Ryan, where can people um, find us if they want to give us some feedback or, or, or share us to other
1: people? Yeah, you can find us at slashdoot on all socials. Uh, if you just Google slashdoot, we've beaten we've beaten Google. We've beaten Google's SEO because um, we're the only ones out there. So if you just Google us, you'll find us on everywhere. Please get on to. Uh, our iTunes and leave us a review if you've listened to this you know it's really really nice to see some of those come in from people and um, you can find us wherever you listen to good podcasts as well as find our patreon and I think we have a reddit, but we don't really use it
0: and <laughs> and dan what's um what's next for for
2: slash dupe well, we're hoping to have our adjudicator episode up and running for you, but who knows. <laughs> Um, And then we'll be into the final stretch of this season, which is getting closer and closer to us actually having to do that Mm -hmm. trailer. Um, So we'll have six more guests, six more ideas that come out of that, and then one final adjudicator And that will
0: draw the the current season to a close. And then it's very exciting. Mm. And we're looking forward to sort of throwing in some new surprises for the uh, second season as well. So uh, we're open to feedback, and we'd love to hear what you guys love about it when you're listening to Dupe, What do you connect with? What do you want to hear more of? Um, and we will do our best to try and um, fit that in. So uh, just just give us a shout, DM us, or find us on our socials. So it's been a, a really fun episode today. We've made the most of it. We, um, our producer has given us a lot of demands, um, and we have mm. managed to acquiesce to some of them um and uh i feel very confident we have a lot of strong ideas going forward um out of these delays so uh it leads me to s- have a very special uh, thank you to uh, dan and ryan uh, hold on
1: a minute sean hold on a minute sean i just wanted to delay your outro that's all thank and you. then uh, oh thank oh. you um <laughs>
0: uh good work Um, Yeah, thanks everyone. It's been a really fun episode and I hope everyone at home will will, uh, keep in touch and join us next time. Bye.
1: Studios 2021. What's up, Danger?